Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering, delivering made-from-scratch hot meals and individual boxed lunches for fast distribution to offices, warehouses, and factories, even on nights and weekends. Details are at grandmascatering.com. Hi, Barbie. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Gabe Rosenberg. Today is Friday, July 21st. Coming up, the latest development in the Mission Gateway saga, which seems like it's never-ending. The site of the former Mission Mall has sat vacant since 2005, and recent news might mean it will remain that way even longer. But first, some headlines. The Missouri Supreme Court has ruled against Attorney General Andrew Bailey's claim that he has discretionary power over the predicted costs of proposed constitutional amendments. As St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Kellogg reports, yesterday's ruling not only upholds a prior court's decision, it also advances the progress of a proposed amendment that would legalize abortion in the state. The ruling, issued only two days after the court heard the case, states the issue isn't about the subject of the proposed ballot initiative or its projected cost to the state. Instead, it's about which state official is authorized to summarize that fiscal impact, which according to the court is the auditor, not the attorney general. The decision states the attorney general's role of approving the fiscal note, quote, cannot be used as a means of usurping the auditor's broader authority to assess the fiscal impact of the proposals. In addition to upholding a ruling by Circuit Judge John Beatham, it upheld his order for Bailey to authorize the fiscal note within 24 hours. Once Bailey signs off on the note, the Secretary of State's office will be able to complete the ballot summary of the proposed constitutional amendment. The ACLU of Missouri, which filed suit over the issue, estimates they have already lost roughly three months of signature collecting time because of the stalemate. Legal nonprofits and neighborhood leaders in Kansas City are taking an out-of-state investment fund to court to force them to clean up several blighted apartment buildings. Whitestone Real Estate Fund is based in Denver and owns more than 300 rental properties in low-income communities. Their apartment buildings in the Town Fork neighborhood stand empty and surrounded by trash. Alicia Kennedy is with the Neighborhood Legal Support and is involved with the lawsuit. We're sending a notice today against Whitestone and all the other corporate investors that are buying properties in our community that we will not stand for this. We will not stand for the abuse, the neglect, and displacement of our residents in Kansas City. Neighborhood groups will ask the court to turn over ownership to local not-for-profit organizations to rehab them into affordable housing. The Kansas City Metro is putting on pink outfits, pouring pink drinks, and throwing pink parties in anticipation of The Barbie Movie, which opens in theaters today. KCUR's Madeline Fox has more. Union Station is lit up pink this week, and visitors can take pictures in front of a Let's Go Barbie sign. Vignettes in North Kansas City is hosting a pop-up Malibu Barbie bar, and theaters have brought in life-size Barbie boxes for photo ops. But is the movie good? Jacob Roberts is the manager at Screenland Armor in North Kansas City, and he says the 200 people who came to an early screening this week Loved it. That's what makes me happy is like there's so much hype around the movie and so much like, you know, really, really good marketing and really, really cool, funny things online. And then it makes me happy that the movies are also good. Many movie theaters in the area have already sold out screenings this weekend. We'll be right back. This podcast is looking for good deals on great food. But sometimes we need to grab a bite late at night. What are some of your favorite late night happy hours in the KC Metro? Text us at 816-601-4777. That's 816-601-4777. Standard texting rates apply. 
This week, Mission City Council voted unanimously in favor of terminating its 17-year-long contract with the developer of the Mission Gateway project. The development sits at the former site of the Mission Mall on the corner of Johnson Drive and Rowe Avenue, and it's seen its fair share of setbacks since the Cameron Group LLC bought the property back in 2006. The city of Mission said it decided to end the agreement after a New York-based realty company, which is a subsidiary of the Cameron Group, failed to pay almost half a million dollars in property taxes by the deadline. Reporter Juliana Garcia with the Shawnee Mission Post has been covering this story, and she sat down with KCUR's Suzanne Hogan to talk about what went down and what might happen next. Pretty much everyone's maybe heard of this doomed development being 17 years in the making, but for those of us who maybe don't know, can you give us a bit of a refresher? What is Mission Gateway? Yeah, so it is a mixed-use redevelopment plan for, as you said, the corner of Rowe Avenue and Johnson Drive in Mission. Right now, the final development plan contemplates mixed use such as retail, residential, apartments, office space, things like that to come to the site, as well as a 90,000 square foot entertainment center. With the most recent plan, it was said that Synergy would be that entertainment center to come there. And some construction was happening in the area, at least for a little bit. Can you give our listeners a sense of what the property looks like right now? Yeah, there is um, the start of the 90,000 square foot Synergy building. Um, That's the big white box that is on the site. Um, There's also a partially built out parking structure um, and some other pillars for construction. But that was all halted in uh, 2020 due to COVID-19 shutdowns. Okay. And so what do we know about the owner of the property, Cameron LLC? What do they say? Have they been making any comments about where we are with this? No. Every attempt that I've made to contact the developers has been left, you know, (laughs) unheard from them. So what finally made the city council decide to vote unanimously to terminate this deal? Yeah. So their most recent redevelopment agreement, which they approved in January of this year, stated different things to keep the city's interests protected, um, one of which being that the developers needed to pay their property taxes on the site, which has been an issue in previous years. And so they issued a notice of default to the developers on May 15th because they failed to pay their property taxes. And they had a 60-day window in order to pay those property taxes to fix the problem, but they didn't. So... And this realty group is also facing some problems in New York as well with a bank foreclosure. What's what's going on with that? Correct. There is a bank that is suing the developers um, for defaulting on a $26 million loan. So this agreement has been in the works for 17 years. Do we know why the developers have gotten so many chances to get this thing sorted out? It seems like a, lo- a long time. Yeah. So uh, the developers are the one that own the site. And the city, I believe, is legally obligated to hear any plans that are submitted to the city for the development. And they have to give every idea a fair shot. So have you been hearing from residents? I'd imagine people are feeling frustrated. Can you give me a sense of what types of things you've been hearing from them? Yeah, even just on Monday night, a couple of residents spoke out. One resident mentioned, you know, she was tired of the Valenti brothers um, who are connected. Remind us who that is. Yeah, of course. Um, They are with Cameron Group LLC. Tom Valenti and Matt Valenti are the ones who um, frequently show up to city council meetings and 
pitch the ideas and what have you. She mentioned specifically them, um, that she is tired of the Valenti brothers. I think her exact words were they're ready to kick the Valenti brothers out. And then another resident on Monday evening who was also a former council member, Tom Garrity, he said that residents are tired of the developers humiliating the city of Mission and went as far to say that the developers are spineless. And what have you heard from the Mission Mayor, Solly Flora? I'm I'm sure she has a lot to say about the whole ordeal. Yeah, definitely. Um, Mayor Flora on Monday evening expressed frustration with developers and how it's gotten to this point. The city worked with developers in the last year after a 2017 redevelopment agreement came to an end at the end of 2021. So they spent all of 2022 working on the 2023 approved redevelopment agreement. And so she expressed a lot of frustration with trying to position the developers for the most successful outcome and potentially an actual redevelopment being built on Mission Gateway. And yeah, she was she was very frustrated with them. Well, because it sounds like the city of Mission and, you know, has a lot to gain of a development going there. Do we know, like, well, what does the city of Mission have to gain? And, and what are what are people hoping to go there? <laughs> so, I mean, over the years, people have, you know, said that they just want to see something there. I know there are a lot of residents who kind of question why the city doesn't just take over Mission Gateway and, you know, maybe even just make it a green space or something like that. But the city doesn't own Mission Gateway. The developers own it. And so the city can't just come in and, and do what they want with it, even if they wanted to do something with it, because they don't own it. So do you think that the city of Mission is officially done with Cameron Group? Is that what this kind of means? Um, it's hard to to say. Um, when I spoke with the city administrator, Laura Smith, on Monday evening, she told me that essentially any developer could come in and pick up the final development plan, which again contemplates the residential, office, commercial space on the site and build it if they want to. The only time a redevelopment agreement comes into play is if those developers are asking for public incentives, such as tax increment financing and things like that. And what about the structures in this kind of interim time? Are they just going to sit there? Yeah. um, So the city, again, had talked about that a little bit on Monday night. City Administrator Laura Smith mentioned, you know, if the structures are deteriorating over time. There may be some action that the city can take, but at this time they will sit in the interim. Um, She did mention that the developers will be the ones in charge of maintaining that site in the interim. So, you know, fencing, weeds, things like that, that's on on their end. I know you don't have a crystal ball, but uh, (laughs) um, what what do you imagine is the future of the site? Do you think we're looking at Another 17 years, I'm sure, hopefully not, but like what 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 are the next steps? Yeah. So again, the developer is dealing with the foreclosure. Um, city Administrator Laura Smith told me on Monday that the city essentially has to wait to see how that plays out and that alone could take up to a year and a half. That was KCY's Suzanne Hogan and the Shawnee Mission Post's Juliana Garcia speaking on Up to Date. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Gabe Rosenberg. This podcast is produced by Trevor Grandin and KCUR Studios. It's edited by Lisa Rodriguez and myself. You can read Juliana's story about Mission Gateway on kcur.org. And don't forget to subscribe to Up to Date right now on your favorite podcast app. It's a great listen. You'll thank me later. 
Thanks so much for listening.